Hello, and welcome to Questy Besties, our podcast all about Mythic Quest, the epic TV show that launched an even epicer friendship. I'm Ashley Birch. Imani Hakim. I'm Charlotte Nickdow. I'm Jesse Ennis. Oh, and I'm David Hornsby. <laughs> <laughs> Episode three is Dinner Patty. <laughs> the development team must take decisive action when the internet discovers a dark group of gamers congregating in Mythic Quest. Nazis. It's Nazis. It's Nazis. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. alert. Sorry. <laughs> if you haven't seen the first season already, then. This is a weird way to get introduced to the show, yeah. just listening to us talk about <laughs> but it. But no shame, no guilt. Hey, no, find we, us however you need we to. We want you here. You, but the show's on Apple TV Plus, and you should probably watch that. Yeah, watch the show first before you listen to the podcast. <laughs> it's time for Questy Vesties to watch Mythic Quest and talk to guesties. They're four girls. Women. Who met on a show, and now they're Questy Besties. And me. And David Hornsby. This episode, our Questy Bestie guestie is Caitlin McGee, who plays Sue Gorgon. Welcome to the pod, Caitlin. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for letting me out of the basement. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for being here. You are such a scene stealer in this show in the best way possible. I feel like yes. every time I have to do a scene with you, I like get intimidated and you're also really nice. So <laughs> thanks a lot. Oh God. Well, I'm great at taking compliments, so I am sweating profusely. Right now. <laughs> um, no, it's so much fun. It's it's so great to be able to sort of like let all of that loose. You know, you don't often get to play such a ridiculous character on many shows. And so getting to pop in and be a true psychopath is (laughs) very fun for me. Do you remember what your audition process was like for this? Yeah, I actually auditioned to play Poppy and then to play Brad when Brad was Bridget. Love it. We haven't talked about that yet. Yeah, so I was very honored that I just kept coming back for different roles. It felt like they were just trying to figure out a way to use me. And I think Sue was probably supposed to be older originally. I'm not actually sure, but um, I came in later for that and then it kind of stuck. I just came in swing and I was like, let me, let me just go in real hot yeah. <laughs> with a real big accent and make a choice. It's yeah. So what, perfect. what inspired the accent? Honestly, I, over time doing like improv stuff have just come up with different sort of characters. And that was one that I came up with in high school. And I saw um, the movie Drop Dead Gorgeous, which if you love. haven't seen, I haven't love seen that movie. And I taught myself the accent from that movie. Um, I love sausage so much. I live here. <laughs> Don't believe her. She lives two trailers down. That's my favorite. <laughs> Allison Janney is absolute genius in that movie. But yeah, so I just kind of came in and I said, you know what? She's deeply religious. She's very wholesome. She has to have a thick Midwestern accent. Love There's the it. only way. One of my favorite responses to the first season As it came out, all of us were combing through Twitter trying to see, like, what did people think about the show? And seeing how many people who were actual community managers in real video game development companies saying how much they related to Sue. (laughs) I was like, that's one of our broadest bits. And that's the part everyone keeps calling out as realistic. Mm -hmm. Which is one. I think it's because it's so soul crushing is what they're (laughs) really like, what they're really identifying with. Um, She hides it well. But yeah, she's dead inside for sure, which I think is what's, what's really getting there attention. Your introduction 
I mean, every choice you make is so funny, but I think when you... When I didn't know it was going to be like this when I got here, that it was going to oh, be like... No, oh, yeah, it's just a lot of just giving compliments. Oh, my God. David yes. hates it. I've been slowly receding yeah, into his chair. David <laughs> doesn't like it. I was it. like, I didn't sign up for this. David will <laughs> offer you notes at the end of all of this, things you should have done in the first season that we didn't do The right. podcast is just yeah. essentially the four of us hanging out like we always do, mm-hmm. which is just us being effusive at each other all the time. Yeah. And then the questy bestie guestie will be effusive at you and then David just not liking it. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> He's shrinking before our very eyes. I, I too am sweating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the choice you make when David and Joe first come in, you're so delighted to see them and your mouth hangs open for yes. like a really long time so and every good. time it makes me laugh so hard. It's so good. It's She's so just great. so shocked that someone dared come down there. <laughs> it was a tricky balance at the beginning. I remember Rob giving me a couple notes just kind of figuring out how broad this person could be because I was coming into your world so you guys were sort of establishing your own characters at the same time and then I think in the edit he told me later that he was like no the the bigger the choice the better was just what we figured out which (laughs) was way more fun for me when you came to the table read I was like yeah yeah. <laughs> she's she's killing it. She's All of this that she's bringing. She knows. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Originally, coming up with the Sue character, that was always the tricky part of how broad is this going to be? Let's keep her yeah. far away in the basement that way we can. <laughs> yeah. But it was uh, when we got onto this Greek mythology sort of thing, which. I remember, I think Megan pitched and Rob was like, that's it. You know, we're, we're world creators. We're the Zeus's and, and she's our Medusa. And and so we named you Sue Gorgon. And I think at one point I was like, so how are people going to know about this mythology? He's like, we'll start a thing on Reddit. I don't know. It doesn't matter. matter." This is it. This is us letting people know. This is it. We're Reddit. Yeah. And I remember being told when we were shooting that scene, she's like Medusa. So don't ever look at her in the eyes. But then we cut that line out. So I'm just making really weird choices. I too see that in myself. I'm like, I'm not looking at it right. We were doing like a Medusa thing and then we... Uh, I think it works though because she's so effusive and, yeah. and Joe's so, so uncomfortable with that. And it like I, totally reads. I just thought watching that episode now about... And also you, Caitlin, just describing your character and the way that Joe describes herself in this episode as a wholesome Midwestern conservative. Like these two people are kind of the same, mm-hmm. but have gone in like wildly different directions yeah. in the way they live their lives. Yeah. Yeah. Take that credit. Sue is abused and Joe is abusive. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, abusive people are abused. So if you really want to get into it, it's the cycle <laughs> of abuse. <laughs> well, also I was testing for a law drama literally that week that I shot that. I so that. it was yeah. very strange to go from playing Sue to being like, I object. You were testing. <laughs> Did you say it just like that, like Kermit? I said it just like that. <laughs> you were testing for three pilots that week, weren't yeah. you? And they Busy were all totally lady. different shows. Yeah, I was testing for a sitcom. I was testing for that law drama. You're also really like, minimizing it. You got the show yeah. and you were the star the of it. I was your face on billboards all yes. over Hollywood. It was, yes. My face was very large. I had a lot of my friends picking my nose from a distance. <laughs> oh, cute. Yeah, which is very sweet. You're in so so many things and you're so good in all of them and you're always so different. So yes. Such range. All of Thank them. you. Talented. I, I want to compliment you until I can see beads of sweat. I'm like literally sweating right now. <laughs> I didn't know this was this, what this was. Um, yeah, I love to make choices. <laughs> it for because you did pop in sort of mm-hmm. randomly how did it feel to come to set you can you, you don't have to like be like it was great and you guys were all great if it wasn't but like how does that feel to like come in as a guest star and then crush it and then leave 
Like, is it weird to not be able to get into a groove or? It is a little weird, but also like, that's the only way that Sue could ever exist in this world. Like <laughs> she would never be able to be on more than I am because I would burn out so fast. Mm. Like she's such a big character that mm. it's not sustainable. Oh, I have a thing that I want to say about Caitlin. Yes. You have so many cool things about the way this character looks and like her hair and also the, I don't even know if they feature in this episode, but you had those glasses. Oh yeah, I asked for those. <laughs> yeah, how do you like hum, come up with that stuff? I honestly just love a prop. Love she a prop. Pointed at I just David. pointed at David. They had a moment. It he was knows. intimate. He also, it was tender. Loves, he he also loves a prop. <laughs> like a cup of tea, give it to me. <laughs> and I honestly just wanted something that was sort of messy and those clicky glasses. I just pictured this woman with those front clicking glasses because I felt like I could really utilize those in moments of stress. But yeah, the, I mean, the props guy was so immediately excited to Rocky, yeah, Rocky. to run out and get it, He's the best. which was so lovely. But yeah, honestly, the blonde short little curls that came from production, but also I just wanted something very sort of severe. I wanted something very it's like when so I was putting good. on all those tiny little like, you know, purple sweaters, yes. like it all just sort of works. The hair is supposed to look kind of like Medusa, right? Like snakes? I guess so. Yeah. I yes. Mean, say yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's really just my favorite part is building a character and figuring out how they stand, how they stare, what they have on their faces. That's the most fun. That's what it's makes something. This... She's a pro. She's, she's so pro. good at it. I love good. doing scenes with you. And it's so, you're <laughs> honestly, it's just so funny because I'm here. I am like doing all these bits and then it's really, the laugh is cutting to you and watching Sue react like, Oh, oh just really just digging everything. She it's loves so David so much. It's so it breaks the eyes. It's really it's, it's, the eyes. Eyes. it's just it's, it's in the eyes. We talked about in the room how Sue it fills the service of filling David's bucket. It just goes down to feel good and I can really kick my feet up on the desk and, and tell you my war stories. You have your proudest moments. <laughs> yes. Really set the scene. Uh, and you were just so you're so happy to get any any sort yeah. of audience uh, to be an audience and have some companionship. Yeah, and you're the only one that's really nice to me. Yes. I don't Sue know that be, people are mean to me, but <laughs> Sue might be the only employee that's more maligned than David. Probably. Yes, probably. Yeah. And she's uh, trapped in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't I have design. a window. She gets another friend too later in the season, of course. That's yeah. true. That's, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's true. That's a that's so a grateful for a buddy. <laughs> Should, Should we, we dig in? into the episode? Let's, Let's dig, dig into, into the episode. VT, so to speak. One of my favorite things about this episode is Charlotte's hands and this whole bit that you yes. came up with and worked into the episode. And I love your story about the first time you did it because it's actually a scene that we see late in the episode where Poppy's really sad. And so you had to pitch this whole physical bit yeah. for a scene where it's it's like kind of the payoff of doing it a bunch of times. And that was honestly the first time in my entire career that I pitched something that was not written in the script even my voice is breaking now like <laughs> like I'm I'm really like I just remember like reading it and being like I really want to do my dad really talks with his hands a lot like he's always like like do I'm doing the hand movement right now <laughs> I can't talk about it without just doing it over and over again he just does that a lot and I thought that would be funny but the first scene that I shot from the episode is the one where Poppy's like hiding under the blanket because she's sad and then she pops out and she says dinner party was a huge failure or whatever 
And I was like, and it would be funny if after the whole episode I'd been doing the big hands, if I did small hands here, but I can't just like quietly do it because people are going to be like, what What are you doing with your hands? Because no one's seen me do the first scene. So I had to be like, I have this idea where maybe throughout the episode, whenever she says dinner party, she puts her hands up and uh, Megan and Rob and David were very, you were so like, yes, that's a great, like it wasn't even a big deal. You were just like, oh yeah, that's great. Do that. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then it turned into a whole thing for, for our wrap gifts to the crew. We made these little buttons, like pins that you could put on a backpack or a jacket or something with little uh, like, Dinner party hands. Jokes from the show. Yeah, jokes from the show. And one of them is dinner party. And we had my friend, my other Charlotte, draw your hands. And that pin ended up being the one that people kept being like, hey, can I get more dinner party pins? (laughs) I love that. It's such a lovely visual. It was very, uh, it was a proud moment for me. Mainly, not just because it worked, but because I like... I had the courage to (laughs) advocate for my idea. It is interesting though. (laughs) I feel like something we've been talking about a lot in the two episodes that we've done so far is our perspective as actors versus like what David or Megan were thinking about at the time. Because like Charlotte being like, oh my God, what are they going to say? And I almost guarantee you that they were like, oh cool. And like didn't even think about the fact that you were pitching a joke. Yeah. If anything, they were probably like, great, this girl's coming up with extra woman. Is coming up with like <laughs> new things. This is wonderful. Am I right, David? Absolutely. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had anything like that on one of your gigs, Caitlin, or on our show or something? Yeah, I mean, honestly, with this character, I wasn't sure that it was going to work in the room or even on set. And so I didn't know, because I wasn't in any other scenes with other people, I didn't quite know the tone of the show the way that you guys did. Right. So... We also we did confused. we didn't know the time. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was yeah. like, uh, yeah. Um, I think that's probably it. I uh, on other shows I've had it also just shut down by directors where they're just like, that's eh, not gonna work. We're gonna do it my way, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, so one of the things we do a lot on this show is keep it rolling and just do it again, pick it up, do it now, throw this out, and you know Megan will scream out line or. Rob or myself, whatever. But yeah, it's it's hard to imagine someone just being like, no, don't don't do that. Like, you know, don't go off book or yeah. because well, those are sometimes the funniest things you can find. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I shot that Nazi sequence where I'm just on the FaceTime camera, <laughs> I went on for like a full three minutes. At, like <laughs> you guys just, I remember doing like a salute at one point. I think I like marched. I was like doing a march by the, by the camera and no one stopped me. So I was like, I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> like, Which is so much more fun as an actor to come on and just be able to like play. That hurting cats line is my favorite thing. Was that written or did, was that an improv review? Do you, that do you was an improv. Was that me? I'm, yeah, yeah, that was I'll not take written. that credit. That oh, it's me. so funny. You say Very something good. like, it feels like hurting cats, which on the weekend I really enjoy. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah, I think that was me. Which <laughs> <laughs> just paints an entire yeah. picture of Sue's you know, life. Yes, yes, that's so true. I feel like you know so much about Sue in all these little subtle ways just from this episode. Mm. And yes. I remember the mm. same thing happened when we were shooting the quarantine episode. You had a bunch of pitches for things that should be on the wall behind you, like a big oh, yeah. cross and a guitar. <laughs> I painted that cross behind me. <laughs> Did you? Oh, yeah. My and my fiance came home and he was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> He's like, we are not religious. And I was painting a cross like, in the room. I'm like, listen. <laughs> Yeah, the community manager uh, role was always like coming up with it. I think was tricky just because you're like, how mean are we going to be to this woman to where it's not funny anymore? And finding that balance because it is the reality. The gamer community is very passionate and someone has to be on the end of receiving those emails and the 
the hate mail, et cetera. Uh, I'm sure there's also kind words sent, but those are probably few and far between <laughs> with that part. It was also totally figuring out like, I don't know, that just feels too mean to abuse her in certain ways. And in this season, we uh, bring you on up too, which is fun. I get to breathe the air of the second floor. It's yeah. very exciting. Season, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also think that she's she's not oblivious, but she can handle a certain amount. So the abuse is still funny. If, if she was genuinely hurt by it, I think it yeah. would be the, the key was the, the positivity. Yeah. Yeah. Resilience. She just the lets comedy. it bounce right off because yeah. she's got God. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good point because I think when we were first talking about her we talked about her being like really overwrought. Like we talked about over the course of the season that your hair would literally be falling out and uh-huh. stuff like that. We'd come back to you and you would yeah. be like decaying as a person oh physically. And then it was just like, no, that's so sad. Yeah, it's the, I think the key to the comedy was her positivity as well as finding the right person to cast. Yeah. I hope more people join us down there. Like there's just another problem that gets yeah. stuck in the basement <laughs> so that me and tall Paul can have another buddy. We should, yeah, we should just keep sending any just problems send down, 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 down there. And then eventually and do an episode. episode. Yeah. It's just like a standalone of all yeah. the people. Yeah. I'm just going to have a little prayer circle with all the yeah. people that <laughs> were rejected. Oh, create a full-blown like cult. cult. <laughs> yeah. hey. Hey. Oh my God. Kind of a fun factoid from this episode is that the raid was actually something that we talked about being in the very first episode. Right? And it was yes. based yeah. on something that really mm-hmm. happened, right? In World of Warcraft. Oh, really? Yes. So it's a bit sadder, but it, a guild in World of Warcraft was having a funeral in the game for their real-life friend who had passed away, and a rival guild raided the funeral and oh. killed everyone there. <laughs> That's very fucked That's up. That's it's fucked so up. Dark, and you watch huh? the video, and it's fucked up. But it also is funny. Like, oh like we watch oh the video God. in the writer's room and you're like, it's so sad. It's so absurd. But it's so f- kind of funny too. And we talked a lot about it because visually it's just so interesting and it like encapsulates gaming in this sort of very specific mm-hmm. way. And we were just trying to make it fit, right? In like the very first episode and we couldn't I think what one was supposed to represent, Poppy had a belief that people are good. Right. And that dinner party can bring people together. And Ian was like, really? Oh, well, that's great. And um, this is what I believe. And uh, look at these, uh, these people coming to raid the, the funeral. So in the beginning, it was in a way to set up their characters about, mm. I believe people are good. I believe people are bad yeah. in a sense. Like and, uh, Poppy wants to build and Ian wants to destroy. Which we yeah. do still work. Yeah. We still have you know, a little bit of that in, in the season about how they each have these very uh, different points of view. I would say Ian's is probably attached a little bit to his masculine, his mm-hmm. alphaness, you know, is that I'm just, I want to build and move on. And you're like, let's cultivate and let's nurture. So that's a, a nice counterpoint between your characters. But yeah, initially mm-hmm. we just moved this dinner party thing around forever. And it was the vein of Megan's existence, constantly changing it, trying to figure out what that story is. Yeah, There was many a day where I walked into a gray room because uh, we were in this terrible building to find a gray woman um, <laughs> in a gray mood. <laughs> Just being like, I don't know. I don't think this dinner party thing's going to work. Like, you know, because you have a kernel of a thing and you're just trying to make it work because I know it's good, but you just, you're trying to find the right placement. So, so why don't we talk a little bit more about the episode? A couple things that popped out is Poppy and Michelle relationship was on full display, which is Aparna's hilarious. I was such a fan of Aparna before the show. And I remember when we were at the like fancy table read before we started shooting, we had all arrived and we were ready to like read this thing and it was really scary. And then someone said, 
that Apana Nanchella was like, maybe she was running late or maybe she was not going to be there for the first bit, but she was going to be arriving. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was so excited. And then we shot this whole season of TV where I'm just horrible to her. She's horrible to me. And I would always be like, I'm such a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's awesome. She's one of our writers too. We yeah. co-wrote an episode together later in the season. That's I love that nice. episode. Thanks. Charlotte actually spoke a little bit to a friend of mine, Lisa, who is a, a coder, yes. a female coder. And she also came and spoke to the writer's room and she was talking about how, A, it's really hard. But she's also talked to me about how there is like this competitiveness that really bums her out because there are so few female coders. And that was something that I think we kind of put in the poppy Michelle relationship, which you see more in the second yeah. or in the next episode. But mm -hmm. the fact that Michelle is the only other female coder and they have such in, an like, adversarial so many relationship. Male dominated industries where you feel like there's like one spot for a woman and mm -hmm. only one person can take it. Instead yeah. of being like, maybe some of the men shouldn't be. Right. And then it's so funny in season two, like Poppy just continues on that streak of like only hiring dudes. <laughs> She's the worst feminist. <laughs> Is she a feminist? She's not a no. feminist. I think she's a feminist <laughs> when it suits. I think she's a feminist when it affects her and no other time. I remember having this conversation, you and I, with Rob during the first season. And you you said, are Joe and Poppy ever going to get along? And he was like, isn't it way more fun if, if they, they don't? don't? And also, I was going to say about this episode, so many of the notes that I took while we were watching it were about, this is the first time that Jesse and I got to work together, like on the show. And we were already such good friends and we were pitching bits that people were like, no. <laughs> like in that first scene where I do the dinner party speech and then you come in and you're like, you have to come, there's an emergency. There was a take we did where you physically carried me out of the room. And they were like, no, that's not it. I don't think we pitched it. I think you we and I were just like, it. we're going to do it. Yeah. And then we did Make it. Make it love like, it. Different show, ladies. Different show. <laughs> I have a question for David. What was it like with all the standards and practices stuff around the dick swastika? The dick swastika was really funny because that was something that Megan was in charge of where she was <laughs> sending, e there was emails back and forth because obviously someone has to build the graphics for it and the video game stuff. And we're having these emails back and forth with Ubisoft and it's like basically she's drawing a dick swastika exactly how it's going to look and the direction of the dicks and how they all have to go in the same direction and then take a picture of that and send that via email. And originally they couldn't get the dick swastika right. So it took a little bit of uh, it took eventually just like writing it out and uh, drawing it out and then, um, and sending it back and forth. But those emails uh, should be, should be, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, what's fun about the show is that we don't do any of the graphics, obviously. And we work with Red Storm and then, we're sending them dick swastikas. We're asking for more blood. They seem to have a good time with it. Loving that. <laughs> yeah. To do that all that the time. That blood ocean genuinely makes me nauseous. Yeah. I oh, hate really? It. Seeing it's it so come out of their blood. little buttholes. Oh, <laughs> I hate it. It's so upsetting. And it just keeps going. You just made a, yeah, a, a programmer very happy, I think. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Who makes voiced, me nauseous. You're welcome. Who voiced the uh, Nazis? It, like, get Not out of me. my country. Not me. <laughs> 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 I don't know. You're like, was it the editors, maybe? Is that what someone said? They're great. Whoever it was, they're great. great. David also has some, one of my favorite deliveries of the season where he goes, Nazis, fuck! I laugh every time. <laughs> so hard. That, I, I gotta give credit to Rob because he was just like, do it like this. So I was basically just impersonating him. You know, you want that to be fulfilling, so you're trying all these different ways. I feel like he gave me that line reading and I was like, that's the one, that's great. Dana and Rachel had a whole plot line too around the boyfriend in that 
episode. That damn boyfriend. That damn boyfriend. Yeah. Where I'm just basically trying to like get information about your boyfriend out of you. And yeah. then we decided none of that works. Yep. So all that went. So yeah, it's the same. When I watched it, I'm like, oh, right, there's a lot that we cut. Right. And then at the end, after I dismissed the meeting, we had a scene between you two, between yeah. Dana and Rachel, about Rachel asking Dana to go get a drink, right? Yeah. And, and Dana's like, I've got plans with my yeah. boyfriend. Right. Oh, yeah. And, she, and I'm like, sorry, I was being awkward. I just didn't know how to tell you that I had a boyfriend or. Yeah. A lot of boyfriend bits. There was there was just so much discussion about the will they or won't they and what makes a compelling what will they or it? won't they. And we were talking about different shows and how they do will they or won't they's and how important the obstacle is, as we talked about with Megan last episode. And it went back and forth about how we were going to handle how much information and, and what those obstacles were. I just love that in the end, the obstacles were that neither of them can like talk about their feelings. It's yeah. like a relationship of two Rosses. Like, you know, the whole <laughs> first couple of seasons of Friends, the will they, won't they with Ross and Rachel is just Ross being like, I don't know how to tell her. Like that. And that's just both <laughs> of you. I love this Hermit the Frog thing. I object. Yeah. Yeah. I object. <laughs> I really catch love the scene when David and Brad comes into the tester's room and you're... <laughs> <laughs> your body language with how to <laughs> how to approach these women on <laughs> it's so good both in the scene and just on set like I don't, are we okay to do this scene you have wait Jessie what do you say at the doorway well. you're so hey women yeah <laughs> there it is. but jesse's so funny in that scene as well that you're so mean yeah. In that scene. What Joe's is that? Mean. What's that one line that you say in that scene? That's yes. You don't need to wipe. No, I just say, mm-hmm. yes. She's like, <laughs> I ask if I'm annoying. annoying. And you yes. say it like it's the most obvious. Yes. Yeah. And you're like looking yeah. at your nails. Oh. I also remember early on when we were trying to find Joe, I kept thinking that Joe was like kind of part ghost. And I kept tying it back into this bizarre story I have about waking up in the middle of the night and seeing a ghost at the foot of my bed and like reasoning with it for a long time until I started to really c- wake up and realized that it was just a purse hanging on the wall and I was like Joe is the purse like now I can it all comes full circle and most of them have been cut out of the show but I would appear in the corner during different scenes and those have been shaved down but this is the one that remains where I just show up in the middle of the scene and it's like where'd you come from that's that was really fun to play and something we don't do anymore so I'll stop talking about it I just love that she's completely unhinged. I love watching you throughout a scene, just being like, is she going to pop? Is she going to pop right now? It's very exciting to watch. That also was the episode where I watched Rob have a real like teaching moment. He was the teacher. Someone on set was talking about the logistics of shooting a scene and they were saying, okay, we're going to focus on the three girls and then we'll turn around and see the two men. And Rob was like, hey, time out, time out. It's girls and boys or men and women. You got to choose one. And, and I remember the person was like, well, and he was like, those are women and these are men. Or if you want to call those girls, then you also have to call these guys boys. And he was like, oh, okay, women, women. And then, <laughs> and then sure enough, it's like in the script, which I didn't realize in the, in the moment that that was happening. Mm, yes. And I love that joke. And it's become a running joke. I didn't realize that's how it was birthed. I don't know. Was it in the script before that happened? We talked about it in the writer's room as well, I think. I'm sure it was born from a moment in the writer's room that was real. That's like, well, let's just put that in. Yeah. And now every time I hear it, I'm always like, women. I could be in whatever situation and someone says girls, I'm like, women. Now I can't stop myself. Me too. I feel so self-referential. Like it'll happen outside of this friend group with other people. And I'm like, and I was with the girls, women. And and then then if someone doesn't laugh, I'm like, you clearly haven't watched the show. Another thing I really love about this episode is the ending, actually, with 
Poppy and Ian, where they're actually having a nice moment. I think this is one of the first times that we see them have a moment where they're friends and they're really connecting and they're like sharing cute interaction. And it's a things to come kind of thing because we get more moments of this throughout the season and then into the standalone episodes and then into season two. I like this first glimpse at like, oh, right, they're friends. It's not all conflict and chaos. I do like the parts where it's not for my character, for my selfishly for as an actor, like where it's not super broad as much as like doing bits. But that is nice about that episode is that we're just toasting. You know, it just feels yeah. warm and, mm-hmm. yeah. and nice. It's, it's a nice, nice payoff. You get a nice bit of poppy characterization too, I think, apart from her just sort of being an egomaniac and mean, is that like she is also socially inept. The spreadsheet thing yeah. is really sweet and like dorky Weird, yeah. and like endearing and it tells you a lot about her much like herding cats tells you a lot about sue yes. <laughs> I, I love that moment when um aparna's like have you been to a dinner party and you're like yes hundreds <laughs> <laughs> we still haven't really covered the ethics committee which is one of my favorite scenes in the whole first season i want to know what else was on the board i know you guys i remember paying that. a lot of a lot of attention to it i remember stepdads was on there i know <laughs> Juggalos are on there, and we had Patriots fans, which really cracked me up, uh, you know, because my dad's a Patriots fan, and so I really like anytime he gets to be made fun of. And uh, I loved that board. And I, I love things where you know that the viewers are going to pause it and yeah. screenshot it yes. and look at it and analyze it. And I remember thinking there was a lot of detail that it was It would be so that. satisfying for anyone who does that because it's all really funny. Yeah. yeah. That's a good writer's room thing where it's, you know, we came up with the idea for the, the NCAA brackets, and then we sent Ben and Aaron off, I think, to organize it. The fun part being just pitching all of the different things everyone got to throw in. Different groups. And then they had to, you know, they were responsible for bracketing it and getting us down to the Nazis. So it was it was fun for all of us to get to see how it how it worked out. I love how you're always so disheveled by the end of <laughs> like I think I most episodes. <laughs> <laughs> That's I literally tousled hair. I have to. I can, I'm like, they're not going to see it otherwise. How are they going to know that time has passed? I have to. My shirt has to be untucked. Yeah, the shirt's untucked. You go through like a little mini cricket evolution yes. every episode. Yeah. It's yeah. like not quite as insane, but. Yeah. Well, one of the things I do, it's one of my bits. And one of the things I do like working with Caitlin on is that I feel like I can throw her bits. This coming season, I remember, I was like, I was going to have tea, but then I do have a poster in my hand. And I'm like, David, that's too many. That's too many bits. And so, <laughs> yeah. A bit on like, a bit. A bit on a bit. I can't do one bit if I've got my hands full. So You can. Uh, and of then all I the was people like, in the world, you can. What if we had, you had some tea or something? And then it was it was like, then she used that tea magically. It I was, used uh, it. <laughs> I can't believe I wasn't pulled back in that moment. <laughs> I feel like I took a minute long sip uh, at the end of that scene. But you were so game to try so many different yeah. things. And it's always, it's always yeah. fun. I loved when I finally got upstairs in, in this season and I was with all of you guys and I was just in such awe of watching all of you just try things out. <laughs> in season two. In season two, yeah. That was fun. That's later though. You'll have to stick around. <laughs> the only thing we haven't touched on is the hallway, but I don't know if that's something to talk about. Just that we used to have a low budget mm. hallway and now for season two, we have a higher budget hallway. <laughs> so in, oh, yeah, in season one, we had to like rebuild the hall halfway through the scene and then walk in a different direction. Or walk down the hallway, walk into the bullpen, turn around, and then walk back down the hallway. <laughs> God, I didn't even know that. Which yeah. happens with yeah. David and Brad. And it turned into a really cool blocking decision because it's like a power dynamic where Brad's kind of leading him in one direction. And then as the conversation pivots, so do they. But having been on set, I know that it was just a logistical problem. We ran out of hallway. <laughs> we had nowhere we just else kept to running out of hallway. <laughs> I mean, part of that was because we have a smaller stage the first season. 
and also I think we learned like we need more we need more <laughs> runway. <laughs> also, there was a fire at that one, wasn't there? There sure was. There yeah. was. I remember getting to set one day and there were trucks everywhere, and I was <laughs> yeah. like, "Yeah, I can't watched be. that Good. fire happen." It was a small, small fire. Okay. It was a, like a little electrical fire. and A I just little re- electrical fire. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember like watching the thing catch fire and then like there was more fire and I was like, there's a fire. <laughs> and, and one of the PAs was like, looked at me and was like, you have to get out of here. And I was like, oh, it's quite small. They were like, you get out of here. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. And the like, firefighters were coming up and you're like, it's a small fire. It's really nothing. It's a small electrical. And they're like, small. what did she say? I don't know. It's really not a big deal. Don't worry. As they're running in. It's going to be a quick one for you. I'm going to put it out. It's a small job. <laughs> Do you think it's time for our questy, bestie, guesty, testy? Questy, bestie, guesty, testy. Caitlin McGee. What's, what am I in for? You're in the hot seat. <laughs> oh, God. Here are our first two questions for you, Caitlin. What's your questy and who's your bestie? What's my questy? In life. <laughs> what's your quest in life? Understood, understood, understood. Um, <laughs> and you only have five seconds. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> you, you can take all your time you need. This is okay. It's okay. <laughs> okay. My quest in life. To be hot. Yeah, duh. <laughs> to be hot in every room I enter. <laughs> so far, you're totally achieving Thanks, that guys. I'm wearing the version of pajamas that's acceptable for outside the house. They're very cute. Very hot yeah. pajamas. Thanks, guys. They're hot pajamas. Honestly, I, I think the larger scale, I, I do try to be kind. I know that's a, a silly thing to say, but it's. I think that also in our industry in particular, there can be so many competing egos. And so I try my best to you know learn everyone's names and... Be a kind person and not be a jackass. You are a kind person. Thanks, guys. Yeah, are. Who was the biggest jackass to you when you came on our set? Interesting. Great question. Um, <laughs> she's always trying to get that headline. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> she's, trying, she's trying to get the tea. It feels like so long ago, I just only remember good things. I'm just always nervous as joking. a guest star. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think of who's an asshole. I want to give you an answer. <laughs> oh, I would never. And who's your bestie? My bestie is named Peter Marinero, and he's been my best friend since I was 18. Aw, cute. Yeah. sweet. He's the best. He lives right down the street. I'm going to see him in a second. Oh, cute. Love it. Great. Bestie date. Who's your favorite queen of all time on RuPaul's Drag Race? Oh, that's a very important question. Yes. Thank you. Okay, well, my car was named Shea Coulee, so I think it's going to be Shea. Shea is great. Shea Coulee is a very good choice. I love Shea. And it was really hard watching that last lip sync against Sasha Velour is like one of the most painful. epic moments. It's painful, though, if you're a fan of hers. Yeah. I love that she got her redemption tour, but Sasha earned it with the roses. Mm-hmm. It's oh, just... Yeah. It was an important moment. It was an important moment. I was and heartbroken. You could f- I was... Ha- but was- I love the interview that Shay gives on All Stars where oh, she's yeah. like when I saw those rose petals coming down I knew it was over yeah she was like I just knew the second I saw that that was happening and she was gonna throw rose petals at her or like would hand yes. her roses and I was like Which what kind terrible. of abusive jerk <laughs> yeah like a humiliating moment no I I love Shay David what do well, you think we we live to fight another day don't we <laughs> Sure yes, we sure do. You know, I'd like to ask you a question since you're on the hot seat, Caitlin. Yeah, you and I both share a love of musical theater. This is true. And people may or may not know that you have an excellent singing voice and are an empty at heart. And nice. will sing us a song. Will you Absolutely. see? Okay. Will we see you on the stage Six, anytime soon? Um, <laughs> no. I went to school for musical theater, and I love it so much. But I do feel like I'm more of a fan now. I've auditioned enough for Broadway shows that I get to the end, and it's usually between. Me and another girl, and she has a better Woman. voice. 
Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. It, me and another woman. And it's always down to voice. And it's always, I'm maybe the better actor, but she always has a better voice. Yeah. I, I got mm. told by that by a guy in the room, actually, which was pretty rough, but also kind of a compliment. Mm. Right. Yeah. How, did, how did he say it? I was up for Carol King in Beautiful, and I went in, I think, seven or eight times. Wow. You Vanessa Carlton got that part? <laughs> no, um, Jesse Mueller's sister ended up getting it, I think. It was for oh. Jesse's replacement oh, okay. the first time around when I was living in New York. And he just said, you know, I love you, but you just can't sing eight shows a week. And I was like, wow. this is actually true. I, I believe you. Wow. What would be yeah. your dream musical theater role? Oh, that's so easy. The Baker's Wife and Into the Woods. Yes. Oh. Well, hello. I was just having a conversation about Meadowlark. Really? So this is just, this is Megan kismet. is loving now, this. You know I just looked Meadowlark. over at Megan and she's cackling. <laughs> she's doubled over. <laughs> I really liked your response there beginning with, well, hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello. <laughs> now, do you know that Meadowlark, while usually sung being a favorite on, on cabaret CDs and whatnot, solo CDs, actually has a very different beginning that they usually cut out for the song. Really? So it actually starts off with something where she's very upset. It's got some percussive sort of music. And then it stops and goes straight into that piano cadence we all know. Yes. Um, <laughs> and to a much softer song. The I feel like wife. Patty would want to do that whole thing. Well, she, yes. She did do that. Did yes. she do the whole song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I remember hearing her version of it. Oh, Baker's Wife. That's, uh, I mean, uh, she knows what she's talking about over here. David, what's your dream musical theater? Baker's Wife as well. <laughs> <laughs> we would be competing for the part. And you I'm going to tell you, they're going to tell you that you're not going to be able to sing eight shows a week. <laughs> the other girl got it. And that's going to be me. You would be a good baker, though, honestly. Uh, would I? Yeah, yeah, I think you okay. would. I'd watch that production I would of Into well. the Woods. Yeah. All right, let's make it happen. All right. Do All we right. have other questions for Caitlin McGee, the lovely and talented? Nazis, yes or no? No. Great. That's a hard one. End of testing. <laughs> Caitlin McGee, thank you so much for coming on the pod. This was so lovely. Thank you guys for having me. I really feel like my bucket is full. Aww. Full of compliments and musical theater. Yeah. Yes. Such a delight. Yay. We on love every time we get to be around you or see you on TV yes. or on a billboard. Often. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I'm Very, sweating again. I hope to pretend to pick your nose for many years to come. Please do. Yeah. <laughs> I have one, I think, on Sunset, but it's a bunch of people, so you'll pick all of our mm. noses. Okay, great. Great. I'll do that after. That's it. The dream. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening, everyone, and uh, tune in for the rest of the season. We love you. We think you're great. David loves you the most. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> deep, deep. I just don't show it. Okay, bye. 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 